prayer. Father, we thank you this morning in Jesus' name as we share the word. We pray that you impress this word into our heart. Let this word be a seed that is planted on a good ground. And let the word grow, grow, grow and bring forth many fruits. I praise your holy name. I know you will do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Last Tuesday, we started on the team. He came. Somebody say he came. It is one of the comforting messages you will ever hear. That when you are in need of God, or you are in need of a savior, you are in need of a, a, a what do we call it? A helper, a redeemer, somebody to save you. Amen. Maybe you won't understand what it means, but if you have ever gone to police cell before and you are in the cell inside there on our counter back and you are sitting there at the counter back, police has arrested you and then you needed somebody to come and bail you. And then maybe you call somebody and the person tell you, I'm coming. If the person don't turn up and it is six o'clock in the evening, they will put you for sale inside. And then you look at the time and it is getting closer to six. It's past 5 p.m. and it is 5.30. You know you have 30 minutes. If the 30 minutes don't come, they will put you for sale inside. And if they put you inside the cell, the next thing that will happen is the cell, the cell captain, the captain of the cell, who is inside there, will tell you, bring money. They will beat you small. They will welcome you into the cell. You know, they will baptize you into the cell inside. Amen. Oh, amen. I don't know where it happens elsewhere, but I know here in Ghana and in Nigeria, when you enter the cell inside, the master of the cell will come and say, hey, you come. Come and lie down. And he'll put his leg on top of you. And he'll be giving you some slight knocks on your head. Ka, ka, go, go. He'll be giving you knocks. And the guy is giving you knocks because the one who's supposed to bail you didn't come. I don't know if it had ever happened to you before. That you go somewhere waiting for somebody. Maybe some money to be brought to you. And you sat at the place or you sit at the place for a long time. And the one who is supposed to bring the money do not come. The person called you and said, I'm sorry, something came up. Hallelujah. I hope you are here. The team is, he came. He didn't make us to overly wait and then sell us, I'm sorry, something came up. Somebody will say, I'm sorry, traffic. And by that time, you have waited for four hours. They will tell you, I'm sorry, traffic. Can we make it tomorrow? Ah! that. <laughs> oh, almost everybody have had that experience. Amen. And our Tuandia will be with free idea is owing you. And you are waiting for the money. He tell you, oh, come tomorrow morning. Also, when you have when you got them to the place, the guy is not there. Then you give the guy a call and he's not picking. You call call and the person is not picking. You call again, the person is not picking. Then after maybe two hours' time, the person calls you, hello. Hi, you said we should wait here. Yes, I've been waiting for you. He says, I'm sorry. There was a problem with my phone. When you call, I cannot pick. <laughs> How many of you have had that experience too before? <laughs> so when you call, I cannot pick. So where are you? You said we should meet here at 7. Look at the time. It's 12 o'clock. It is five hours. <laughs> then he tell you, I'm sorry. I'm coming. I was caught up with something. Early in the morning, I had a call. He's lying. The guy is sleeping in his room. <laughs> hallelujah but for Jesus when we needed the deliverer he came he came when did he come did he come late 
Let's look at the Bible. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Did Jesus come late? Did he come late? Or did he come in time? Galatians chapter 4, the verse 4. Yes. But when the fullness of time was come. So when the time that is appointed was come. When the appointed time was full. You see, 8 o'clock. He said 8 o'clock. And when we waited, 730, 7.30, 7.40, 7.45, 7.50, 7.55. By the time the time was full, 8 o'clock, bam, he came. Amen. 8 o'clock. At the fullness of the time, at the exact time, God has promised. So you become anxious when the time is not yet. Oh, somebody, are you here? When the time is not here, you become anxious. Will he ever come? Or will he not come? But the Bible said, at the fullness of time, he came. Amen. God sent forth his son. He said, no more delay. Do not waste any time. The time is up. At the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Finish it. Made of a woman. Made of a woman. Made under the law. He was made under the law. Add the verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law. To redeem them that were under the law. That we might receive the adoptions of sons. That they must receive the adoptions of sons. Somebody say amen. So that Jesus came at the right time. You remember somewhere in the book of John chapter 11. Jesus came four days after Lazarus had been buried. They sent a message to him. And he said I was coming. Or he was coming. And then Jesus did not come, Lazarus died and they buried him. Four days later he came. Amen. I want you to also know that apart from the fact that Jesus came to redeem the world at the right time, even when he comes late, he will still redeem you. Ah, you didn't hear I say, even when he comes late, he will still redeem you. What Mary and his brother his sister Martha was expecting that was that Jesus would come so that Lazarus would not die. They expected him to come to prevent Lazarus from dying. But they even saw the death and buried their brother. And after the brother was buried, four days later, Jesus came. Now, what is important is not the situation, but what is important is whether the Redeemer will come. And one thing I want to assure you this morning is that it doesn't matter how long it takes, he will come. You may, the, the situation may have been out of hand. A free will say, a ginseng, a ginseng, a ginseng, there is nothing you can do about it anymore. But I want you to know, all that is needed is for him to come. And one thing true is true, that he has never failed from coming. It means even if he delays, he will come. I said, even if he delays, he will do what? He will come. The other day, he told Abacock, he said, Abacock, this vision is for an appointed time. And even though it delays, it shall speak. Even though it delays. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Habakkuk. Are you here with me? Ah. Ah. Are you here? Oh, Jesus. 
Say, I pray before singing back. I want you be our beba, our beba, Jeff, our beba. How many more? How many more? How many dana? Me Jeff, our beba, our beba, our beba, Jeff, our beba. How many more? How many more? How many dana? Me Jeff, our beba. Obeba no pao, ao minimo. Obebe vi ao, ao minimo. Obeba na juo, ao minim, ao minim dana. Viji fo beba, beba, obeba jifo beba. Oh, singing man for no. I had the beer. Friend, we singing man champion. How many more? How many more? How many? Abacock chapter two. How many? Dara. Ejifu beba. Oh beba. Oh beba. Jifu beba. How many more? How many more? How many? Dara. Ejifu beba. Oh beba. No power. How many more? Oh beba. Yo. Hallelujah! Wow, praise be. You dare, sir. Praise be, singing man. Abacot chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Let's go. Verse 2. Yes. And the Lord answered me and said, The Lord said and said unto me write the vision write the vision whatever i have shown you listen to me whatever god has shown you write it down god and make it plain unto upon tables write it in simple language make it so plain write it in simple words don't write some technical jargons you understand jargons are not allowed here please don't write jargons eh Write simple English, simple language in Chi, in Fanti, in Swahili, in Luganda. Write it down. Write it in, in, in what we call Kenya Rwanda. Write it like that. Write it in Zulu. Amen. Write it in simple language where anyone that will see can read. Even when the class two boy sees it, he can read it. Write the vision down. And make it plain on, upon tables. Go. That he may run that read at it. That anyone who read it will understand and begin to run with it. I'm not going to, that's not what I'm going to preach about. That's not what I'm talking about. So that is just a pass by. And go. Go. Three. Verse three. Vision is yet for an appointment. Because whatever I am showing you, this is God speaking to the prophet. God is telling the prophet for everything I am showing you. Everything that you can see with your eyes. All the vision that I am giving you, they are for an appointed time. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever God has told you is for an appointed time. Whatever God revealed to you is for an appointed time. It may delay, it may not come at the time you are expecting it, but it is for an appointed time. Somebody say, Amen. Oh. But at the end, it shall speak. But at the end, somebody say, at the end. 
You see, because we do not know the timing of God, sometimes the time that the things you manifest, we do not know, so we become anxious. And then sometimes anxiety even says in the fear that you will not succeed, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the future, the fear whether this thing will work or not. It happens to us, pastors, too. Sometimes you sit down and then the fear will come here. Yeah, so this church will it ever grow? So, hey, so my, will I ever make money? Hey, so when will I become rich? Hey, I'm getting older. Will I ever marry? You begin to ask yourself questions. Will the blessing come? The one the apostles spoke about. The one the prophets spoke about. The one the man of God spoke about. So will it ever happen? And you can see that some years, very good years, a decade, 10 years, a trip, I don't know what Will it work? The Bible said it is for an appointed time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So what do you wait? It is for an appointed time. So, but at the end it shall speak. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Oh, I love that statement. There. That small one. No, I will hear one. And not lie. If God said He will heal you, at the end of the day He will heal you. Yes. It doesn't matter what you go through. He will do what heal you. Amen. He came. He came. Somebody go. Do it, tarry. Though it says it will not lie. Then you look at it. He put column there. He want to tell you why it will not lie. So sometimes the time you are expecting for the manifestation will pass. Like it happened to Mary and Martha, it will pass. Like Abraham and Sarah, the time will pass. Like Anna, the time passed. When the time passes, as human beings, we become anxious. When our expectations are not met within the period of our, or the period in which we are expecting it, we become perplexed. Now you basa. But the Bible said it will not lie, even though it tarries, even though it delays, it will not do what? Even though it tarries, do what? Wait for it. Wait for it. What? That's a big assurance. Wait for it. Isn't it? Yes, sir. Wait for it. But this time, per, uh, in context of the message that we are learning, wait for him. Amen. Wait for him. He came. Wait for him. He will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Wait for it. Why? Because it will surely come. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It will not tarry. Can you imagine? It will surely come. Then he added, it will not tarry. So no matter how long you think it has taken, it has not tarried. It has not tarried. Somebody lift up your hand and say, it has not tarried. Somebody lift up and say, it has not delayed. Hallelujah. He said, even though it tarry, wait for it. It will come to, it will come to, it will come. It will surely come. It will not tarry. So when Jesus was going four days after to the house of Martha, Jesus as, doesn't see it as what? A delay. But it is because God wants to have glory in the situation. I mean, God will have glory in your situation. You see, if everything goes as usual, normal, it doesn't bring glory. But when everything is dead, and then now God comes, and he brings it out and makes it new. That is when everybody sees the power of God. I want you to know, the power of God will be made manifest in your life. The power of God will be made manifest in your situation. Even though he tarried, he will come. He came. Somebody say he came. 
And last Tuesday, we learned that when he came, he came as God. He came as, a, as, as, as man. He came as a sinless man. He came and he knew the needs of men. Hallelujah. He came and he knew what? The needs of men. And he was the only way back to where man fell from. So last Tuesday, I spoke about how man needed a deliverer and Jesus did what? Came. We spoke about his virgin birth last Tuesday. And we spoke about how Isaiah prophesied that he will be born of a virgin. And it happened. Amen. Then we came to some groups, groupings of people and their beliefs. Amen. You see, there are those who believe that Jesus will not come. Even the second coming. A lot of people believe he will not come. But my dear, he will come. You see, while some people believe the Savior will not come, there was another two people, the Bible mentioned them, prophetess Anne. Anne, Anna was sitting in the temple praying every day for the manifestation of the Son of, of God. And there was another big great priest or great Levite man of God called Simeon. He was also in the temple praying for Jesus to marry. God even told him, you will not die before your eyes will see the Savior. Until you see the Savior, you are not dying. The Bible said the Holy Ghost told him, go to the church. And when he got there that day was when they were bringing Jesus for his name in ceremony. And when he saw him, he said, my eyes have seen the Savior. So now my soul can depart in peace. God didn't allow the man to die until he, the vision he gave him, the revelation he told him, until the prophecy has come to pass. I thought somebody would grab this. You will not die until everything God has said concerning you has come to pass. I didn't hear a better amen. I didn't hear a greater amen. I didn't hear an ambitious amen. I didn't hear a, a, an amen of faith, 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 faith. I say you are not going to die until what God has spoken concerning you has come to pass. Let men do what they will do. Let them make it very difficult. I like the Elijah, Elijah thing. He made the altar and the guy said, he's calling, going to call for, for fire to come and bend and he said, pour water. Pour water on the altar and the meat. Make the meat very, very wet. And the Bible said they dug trenches around the altar and they poured the water on the altar until the water was overflowing the whole place. The whole place was flooded with water. And then Elijah prayed and God came down. He came down by fire. He consumed the altar, consumed the stones and consumed every water that has flooded the place. The whole place become dry. As if they have never built an altar. As if they have never put meat there. As if they never pour water at the place. God came down. I mean God will come down for you. Hallelujah. So we spoke about the Ebionites. You remember? The Ebionites who deny the reality of the divine nature of God. And then we said, John, the apostle John, refuted them in the book of John chapter 1. Right in verse 1, he, he proved to them that Jesus was divine. Somebody say amen. amen. That Jesus was God. Hallelujah. Then we spoke about the Gnostic people. The Gnostic people, they are the group that deny the reality of Jesus' human nature. He was not a human being. Amen. And then John refuted them again. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 
verse 2 down. And 1, 2 down. We are Kikai last week, right? Last Tuesday, right? And then he overcame. Now there are those who are called the Arians. Somebody say the Arians. Say again. They accepted that Jesus existed before Bethlehem, but they deny his deity. They accepted that Jesus was before Bethlehem. It means Jesus existed before Bethlehem, before he was born in Bethlehem. He existed, but they still do not accept that Jesus was God. That is the Arians. They do not accept that Jesus was God. But we have read already in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Jesus said, I and my father are one. This position of the Arians that Jesus, yes, is the savior. He was before Bethlehem, but he is not God. It's the same position that the Jehovah's Witness has today. They believe he is the savior, yes. But he is not God. Like the Muslims. He is a savior. Like the prophet. Like Muhammad. But he is not God. They are all classified among the groups that are called the world. The Arians. But listen to me. Jesus is God. I said Jesus is God. He is a deity. Hallelujah. Oh Hallelujah. The fourth group of people I want to talk about are the Nestorians. Somebody say the Nestorians. Again. Again. They say two persons dwelt in the body of Christ. Human and divine. Two persons dwell in Christ's body. So when you see Jesus, it is made, he's made up of two persons. He is human and he is God. If you are a Christian today, you are Nestorian. Ah, say amen. Waha. So when we say Nestorians, we are those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus is God. How many of you believe that? Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus is what? God. In John chapter 1, verse 3. John 1, 3. Let's go there quickly. John 1, 3. John 1, 3. John chapter 1, the verse 3. Yes, sir. All things were made by him. All things were made by him. Hold on. Who created heaven and earth? Genesis chapter 1. Who created heaven and earth? Are you here with me? Who created heaven and earth? But in John chapter 1, the Bible said all things were made by him. So it is a proof that Jesus was God. Amen. Somebody say all things, all things. were made by him. Oh, I am lo I'm loving the sound of it. So all things were made by him. Mm. Somebody say he came. If he is coming, then all things you are worried about, he will do something about it. Because he's the creator of all things. Even the thing that was not there, he created it. Somebody say he's a creator. Say again, say creator. Again. Again. That is Adonai. Sorry, Elohim. Elohim, creator. God, the creator. God, the creator. Elohim, God, the creator. Hallelujah. He's God. All things were made by him. 
If you accept the fact that God created all things, then you cannot refute that Jesus was God because all things were made by him. Please continue. And without him was not anything made that was made. And without him, nothing you see existed. Everything that was created, everything that was made, was made by him. If he is left out, then nothing would have been created. What a language. If he is out, then nothing would have been created. All things were made by him. And without him, nothing that is made would have been made. So everything you see that is made from the sea to the sun to the moon to the mountains to the valleys to the trees to the birds in the sky from the eagle to the smallest fly in your home all things were made by him and without him none of these things would have been made. This is This shows you who God is. Amen. And this is what the Nestorians believe. This is what Christians believe in. All things were made by him. So if I said he came, who am I talking about? I am talking about the one who made all things. Who came? The maker of all things came. Who came? The redeemer of all things came. Who came? The one without whom nothing would have been made came. Listen to me. He's going to come in your life. Hallelujah. Colossians. 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 Colossians 1 16. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. For by him were all things created. By him. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. By him were all things created. That are in heaven. Things that are in heaven. And that are in earth. <laughs> I love the Bible sometimes. Say, he wants us to know the things he's talking about. Things that are on the earth. So look at the things that are on the earth. Everything you see on the earth was made by him. By him. By him. By him. By him. Who? The one who came. By him. Who? The one who came. He came. Somebody say he came. He came. All things were made by him were all things made. And there's things that are in on earth and things that are in heaven. Continue. Visible and invisible. Visible things and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominion. Whether they be thrones or dominion. Or principalities or powers. Or principalities or powers. All things were created by him. All things are Jesus. All things were created by him. And for him. And ah, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, for him. I don't have the time to break all this. All that I'm teaching is Jesus came. The one who came was not ordinary. Be a true Nestorian who believed that Jesus was both human and Jesus was God. He became human to make men know it is possible to live on the earth to please God. It is possible because up to that time, men do not believe that you can live on the earth and please God. You can live on the earth and be sinless. But Jesus lived on the earth like a man and he was sinless. Which means living a sinless life life is possible 
Somebody say amen. He lived on the earth and he fulfilled the destiny, the purpose, what was written about him. He fulfilled it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is possible to fulfill your destiny. It is possible to fulfill what is written about you. You can fulfill it. Somebody shout amen. So Jesus also lived on the earth that whatever God says about you and whatever prophecies that has been spoken about you, you can fulfill it in flesh and blood. Jesus in flesh and blood, he fulfilled it. Hallelujah. He also made us know that a man that is close to God can be a healer, can be powerful, can work miracles, and can have full power over all that has been created. He lived the life that Adam lived before the fall of man. Man without sin will have power over dominions, over demons, over witches, over wizards, over every kind of thing that is on the earth. So Jesus, because he was without sin and he was close to God, the man overcame and had dominion over everything thing that was on the earth. So he lived on the earth as man to prove to you and me that you can live on the earth and as long as you believe in the father, somebody say amen, and you live a sinless and righteous life, a holy life, then you will have power. The father will give you power over all things filled with the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that is going to be impossible for you. I want you to know an agnostic believer who, who uh, Nestorian eh, believer who is filled with the knowledge that Jesus was both God and man. You can live on the earth as both God and man. Someone shout amen. You need to understand some of these things to know that you can be powerful. You can be powerful. You are actually powerful. All you need to do is to put things right. Set your life right. Faniyama tutu ye ka amen pa. O ka amen etiasi. Hallelujah. All things were for him. Ladies and gentlemen, all things can be for you. All things can be for me. All things can be for us. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Oh Jesus, the Bible is sweet. Let's read one final verse and we close. Hebrews 1, verse 2 and verse 10. Chapter 1, the verse 2. Yeah. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. God in these last days spoken unto you and me by his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. He has appointed him as heir of all things, inheritor of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. And by him, through his son, he made the worlds. He didn't say worlds, he said worlds. S at the back. Worlds. Both visible, like in Colossians, and invisible. The earth realm and the heaven realm. Somebody say amen. amen. By him, he made both all the worlds. The natural and the supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 10. The worlds. Verse 10. And thou, Lord. And thou, Lord. In the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth. In the beginning. He's talking about Jesus. He said, in the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thy hands. And the heavens are the works of thy hand. Maybe you would understand. So start from verse 8. Then you understand who the God is talking about. 
But unto the Son. But unto the Son. Who is the Son? Jesus. He saith. He said. Thy throne. Thy throne. O God. O God. So he called him God. He was still man. At the beginning, I said to the Son, that is man, right? Then he said, Oh God, that is God, right? Okay. So just in that verse, he addressed him as both Son and God. Hallelujah. All right, go. It's forever and ever. Your throne is forever and ever. Somebody, God is saving you and he's making you his son. He's filling you with the Holy Spirit so that you will live forever. Amen. So that you have eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Continue. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. The scepter of righteousness, when you are living a righteous life, your kingdom will be sustained. Your kingdom will be established. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Go. Verse Thou hast loved righteousness. You love righteousness. And hated iniquity. He's telling us why Jesus was powerful. Why Jesus was exalted. Why Jesus was great. It said because he loved righteousness and he hated iniquity. If you love righteousness and you hate iniquity, what will happen? Latif, add it. Therefore God, therefore God, even thy God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness, above thy fellows, above thy fellows. Everybody wants to be anointed with the oil of gladness. Everybody is saying, I want to be happy. I need joy in my heart. Are you righteous? The reason why he was anointed with the oil of gladness was because the man loved righteousness and hated iniquity. So love righteousness and hate iniquity, and you will live a happy life on the earth. Amen. Because God himself will make sure that things that happen around you will be good, and you'll be glad. Somebody say, Amen. Verse 10. And thou, and Lord, thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth. In the beginning earth. you have laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thy hands. And the heavens are the works of thy hands. So from verse 8 to verse 10 of the book of Hebrews chapter 1, we see God addressing the son and calling him God in verse 8 and calling him Lord in verse 10. God and master in verse 10. So he addressed him as the as the Elohim that is God and as the Adonai that is Lord. Amen. Amen. I think this is where we'll end today.